everybody. Well, hi, friends from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, the Pope asked the world to pray to save Pope Emeritus Benedict. Yeah. And God didn't listen. Well, (laughs) depends. Maybe, Maybe some people didn't pray as hard enough. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe people weren't that jazzed about praying. If you didn't hear about it, which would be shocking at this point, uh, former Pope Benedict the Sixteenth uh, has passed away. He was ninety-five years old, and we're going to be talking about all of that uh, in the second half of the show. First, we though, are. we have some stories of the news of the week and whatnot. Yes, yeah, some um, various things. By the way, uh, I just want to get this out of the way in the uh, up front. Oh. I am getting over a cold. Oh, Dan! Please pardon uh, oh. any any grossness that you hear in my voice. <laughs> I'll I'll try and just keep it low and sexy. Yeah, keep it. Just keep it to yourself, Dan. Is <laughs> what I'm asking. I will try not to speak on the podcast <laughs> today. Uh, something uh, happened here in the state of Utah, Dan. Mm. Uh, our Supreme Court heard a case having to do with parental rights, I suppose. Um, it involved the case of uh, a, f- a former polygamist woman who mm. had divorced her still polygamist husband, sure. um, who's a member of the Kingston group uh, known as The Order. The Order. Um, this is not... The, the the these people whatever you've seen everyone on TV about the fundamentalist <laughs> Church of Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints that's this but probably a little worse right a little creepier in some ways <laughs> it's um, hard to say like it's literally there are many different little tiny baby uh, scary sects of <laughs> fundamentalist Mormonism so don't think that you have them all figured out because you don't. <laughs> You know, it, they're hard to keep track of. I will say, yeah. I used to live down the street from some Kingstons, but um, oh, yeah, there you go. That they they were fine. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, the court overturned a previous uh, ruling from a lower court oh, dear. Um, that had granted primary custody to uh, the children's mother and had also barred the ex-husband. Uh, from discussing religion, essentially, with with any of the children. Oh dear! Um, and the higher court has uh, sided with the with the father. Oh, um, I don't like that. It's it's this is a this is a really gross one. Um, I'm, not, I'm not happy currently. Uh, the court ruled that the father can talk about his faith and any other faith. Um, Because that's going to happen a lot. (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, Because he might be interested in telling them about Hinduism. (laughs) Uh, But any major life decisions about whether they would be baptized remains uh, with his ex-wife, right? Who has the sole legal custody. So she has has discretion to like... She he can't. Can, he can't sneak away and baptize them against her will. Correct. That would be. But, a violation. but he can sour them against her about it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, the court was actually split. It was a three-two uh, decision, and uh, the dissent uh, came from Associate Chief Justice John Pierce, um, who says uh, we are presented with an unchallenged factual record that demonstrates that if given the opportunity to influence his children's religious upbringing, the father will harm his children. The evidence in record, evidence we are duty-bound to accept as true, reveals that the father will harm his children by, among other things, promoting a religious culture that will encourage his daughters to be child brides. The evidence... So he literally said that there are some religious cultures... That harm children. He yes. actually said that. He's on willing the to say it. He's willing wow. to say it. Uh, the evidence shows that the father will teach his children to obey authority figures who will instruct them to reject people outside the order, people including their own mother. Against yeah. this factual backdrop, the district court did not err when it concluded that the mother alone should exercise all of the parental rights associated with religion. So yeah. the, the, this other, you know, the, the Supreme Court, the th- or the three uh, justices who uh, 
voted in favor of the father. Yeah, they're trying to like, you know, parse this out where it's like, well, you know, this they're basically saying this needs to be like this narrowly decided, you know, decision where it's only about, you know, the the the, the right to baptize basically. The, the and 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 of course the father has the free speech right mm-hmm. to 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 express his own yeah. sincerely held yeah. religious views, and, yeah. why wouldn't he be able to express his religious views? <clears throat> yeah. the, the, well, because he's trying to turn his kids yeah. against their mother. And the article points that out that the the, the, the essentially the Supreme Court, the Utah Supreme Court, is sidestepping the First Amendment issue. That they're, well, they're, they're yes. they just don't even want to address it. They're like, and no. I understand that. Like, you don't want to address those sorts of things. But the problem here is that what what they're actually sidestepping is the uh, is the question of can just saying you, you know your religious beliefs harm children? Mm-hmm. And guess what? Yeah, they can. Absolutely. Yeah, just yeah. and that's not just limited to a kooky whackball religion. Like fundamentalist Mormonism. Sure. Yeah. Guess what? Telling kids that they could go to hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one of the one of the audio clips that I decided against using for our audio uh, this week, but but I considered was um, uh, Michelle Bachman bragging on a show that she felt prompted to uh, to tell her like four and six year old grandchildren. Mm. that all about hell and all about how if you're good you go to heaven and if you're bad you go to hell and like you know she's she's just gleefully talking about how her tiny little niece or nephew looked up at her and said i don't want to go to hell and guess what good (laughs) yeah and she's like well let's pray about it and whatever but no guess what you have just started them down the path of trauma yeah good job yeah Good job. So, Congratulations. Yeah, it's it's startling that the state is unwilling to protect children from polygamy in this state. That's well right. And and the because larger like, thing is that I get it because then they have to start asking themselves, do we need to protect children from religion in right. general? Which right. that's too scary for them. Well, yeah, and also <clears throat> just the fact that like they don't want to touch polygamy in this state. And that is true, yeah. right? Like it took Arizona going after the polygamists in the, on the southern border, right? Yeah. Like Utah wouldn't do anything about it. But Arizona right. was like, um, there's our like children like being raped, right? Yeah. Like, being, we got to yeah, shut this exactly. fucking thing down. And they you, did. You can't, it you doesn't know? matter if you call it marriage. If right. they're underage, that's yeah. statutory rape, friends. Yeah. And Utah yeah. just can't get past its, its weird history with polygamy. I mean, yeah. truthfully, well, like it's and well, and you know, down south, they're elect. You know, there there are all these elected officials who are who have been <laughs> sent up to well, Salt Lake. Fair enough. Anywho, I'm I okay. So I'm going to take us to uh, the great state of New York, that liberal haven of New York, mm. where uh, back in uh, in I think May and June, the General Assembly and the State Senate of New York. It was March and June, passed uh, passed a bill, mm-hmm. and this is a bill that addresses a very real problem that is uh, that is present in so many of the states of the United States of America, okay. and it's stupid, <laughs> and it's easy to fix. Okay. And that problem is that in many many states, uh, there is. So if you are arrested uh, for drug abuse or for alcohol abuse uh, and you are and, you know, you are sentenced, you're convicted and then sentenced, a judge can sentence you to rehab. Oh, yeah. Now, that's that's probably better than than jail. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, good. We want people to to get the help that they need. Mm -hmm. But. Judges can specify which rehab they want you to go to. And frequently, they will force people to go to, for instance, Alcoholics Anonymous Mm. or Narcotics Anonymous or whatever. Mm -hmm. These are places that require you to profess a belief in a higher power. Correct. That's bullshit. For people like us, that fucking sucks. 
Right. You can be literally court-ordered to profess a belief in a higher power. Now, they have workarounds. They say, it doesn't have to be God. It can be blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Fuck you. That's just not how it works. Right. We, we know we're just picking a stand-in here for God. Yeah. Right. Like, we know. we Everybody here knows that you're just winking and nodding. Yeah. I believe in gravity. Right. Exactly. My higher power is my dad. It doesn't. Fuck you. <laughs> we know what you mean when you say higher power. Right. And also, not for nothing, those are not the most effective. Like, we have, like, there's been lots of research done since AA. Right. And we know that that's, like, one of the least effective right. rehab methodologies. It has worked for some. Mm -hmm. And God bless, you know, if, if it worked for you, great. Yes. That doesn't mean that it is the most effective. It's actually one of the worst. Um, so here's the thing. New York State, the State Assembly, the State Senate, they finally pass a law that says that you have the option of a non-theistic, a non-higher power demanding rehab. Great. Good. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Great. That's good move. Thank you. So it hits the desk of Democrat Senator or Governor Kathy Hochul? Hochul? I don't know how, to, how she pronounces it. Uh, and she fucking vetoed it. What? What? She has gone off the rails with a bunch of weird vetoes that I do not understand at all, what? including uh, Bill. It's basically, it doesn't allow the construction of a school near a major roadway. Yeah. Okay. That seems nice. That's that seems good. good. Yeah. Vetoed. Uh, there's one that established an office of racial equality or ra sorry, racial equity and social justice uh -oh. vetoed. Oh, this is not, boy. I think she might not be uh, a real, uh, Democrat. Uh Oh, Dan, I don't know. I don't know. She's a, she's a dino anyway. <laughs> uh, here's the, but, but yeah, there literally this bill had this, this bill about rehab had bipartisan support. It passed both houses. It was doing great. Uh, there was no possible reason to veto this. It didn't cost any money. Right. It actually probably saved some money. And it uh, helped some people like us, like, you know, like atheists, but also, you know, people, maybe some Buddhists or whatever, hmm. who, who don't want to talk about a god or a higher power. It literally just, it, it was just... A good accommodation. Yeah. Uh, and she vetoed it. What? And the only thing the only thing that I can think of is that, you know, she's Catholic. She likes making people admit that there's a God. I don't know. Weird. Weird. She has literally, her office has, uh, has, has said nothing on it. I, that, that's upsetting. So. It, I find I'm, it deeply upsetting. I'm. Uh, so it, if you it, meet. It, yeah. Governor Hochul, Hochul, uh, <laughs> however you if you're say out her there name. And, you, and you meet her, uh, ask her about it yeah. and then let us know what she says. Get her on camera that would be great. and just, just, just ask her. Yeah. Cause, um, fuck you. Yeah. Kathy, <laughs> Kathy Hochul or whatever your name is. All right. So Dan, yes, uh, I've got a, a military story here. We, Ooh, I like the military. Yes. Uh, having to do with the U S Marines. Um, who have my dad was a marine. I was he really? Yes, he was. Huh? Way back That's in the day. Really interesting, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was full of surprises. That dude. <laughs> uh, Semper Fi. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the the U.S. Marine Corps has lost a court case, oh. um, where uh, they are now required, or they were trying to. I guess let's just get to that. They were trying to keep uh, specifically sick recruits uh that's members of the sick community um the religious the religious the the, the order, indian religious yes exactly order, yeah. trying to um uh keep them from wearing beards or turbans um both of which are required by their religion exactly yeah. um they they wanted them to shave and uh it was just too individualistic for the marine corps <laughs> now the, the thing which is, is which is funny because that's actually the the excuse that they gave. It I'm is. sorry. I also saw this. Yeah. I read this article, that's... and they're like, 
No, no, no. They, they, they look different. We can't. Have, I thought maybe they would like present some sort of bullshit, like military reason why everybody had to be, uh, a, you know, like the the turban would, or something. The turban would get snagged on, or is that, a, a part no. of the boat or something. Nope. They just like it when everybody looks exactly the same. Yes, indeed. Uh, and the courts rejected that. Um, they said they actually pulled out other examples of, uh, well, you already allow tattoos, right? And right. that's a highly individualistic, like, self-expression, right? Right. Um, and right. also, not for nothing, in basically the entirety of the rest of the U.S. military allows this accommodation. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the Marine Corps, which, have, you know, is part of the Navy. Many of their officers are actually trained at the Naval Academy, which accommodates beards <laughs> and the wearing of the same religious articles that six wear. Yeah. Right. Um, and not just beards to also not just beards for sick men, but like literally if you have a medical uh, issue, you can you can have a beard. That's correct. Yeah. The, the article actually points out that men with razor bumps, uh, which is a skin condition from shaving, are exempted from shaving. So, yeah, they they've they've already had a number of accommodations on the books. So that's good. It's good to know. Thank you. U.S. Marines, Marine Corps oh God. just seems just seems it, like the right thing to do and also just be consistent. Well, it's just so funny because it what what has become clear is that the reason that they don't want to allow it is because no. Yeah, it's not because reason. <laughs> it's because I like it my way and I don't and I don't like these Damn Muslims coming in. I'm sure they think they're Muslims. I'm 100% certain that yeah, they probably. think that they're Muslims. Yeah. Anyway. All I can say is there's a photo here of um, some men in uniform wearing a turban. I think it's a great look. It is a good I look. I think they should just adopt it across the board. Right? <laughs> just get, have we are every, now a turban country. Have everybody wear a turban with their military uniform. It looks good. It looks <laughs> sharp. And you can actually, you know what, build a, uh, build a, a helmet that has a turban over it. <laughs> then you get the look and you get the yeah, protection. Yeah. Uh, best of both <laughs> worlds right there. Can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Well, uh, since, since my last story was castigating New York city oh. or, or rather New York state, I'm mm. going to stay in New York mm. and I'm going to dive into the city uh, one thing that New York did as a, uh, that that was great uh, was that the city decided to make it much easier to get s special education money where it's needed. Oh, okay. It was it was getting tricky. Some of the special education needs um, of of students in New York City were not being met. Okay, and so uh, in twenty fourteen. Then Mayor Bill de Blasio basically just made it so that approvals for requests for extra money, you know, because schools don't have consistent numbers of special ed students, so they need more money. Great. We'll fast track that. We'll get it to you. Hmm. That seems that all seems very good. Mm -hmm. Fully half of the requests for uh, for new money. Mm hmm suddenly came from the Orthodox Jewish community, the yeshivas, the, oh. the private schools oh. uh, of, the, of the Hasidic and Orthodox communities. And that is because they decided that they wanted to prove these, the negative stereotypes true uh, oh, and, no. and get sneaky and money-grubbing. Um, <laughs> Because what they what they started to do was send was basically encourage all parents to have their children declared special needs. Uh, to, wow! To, to have their children diagnosed with special needs. Here's a so doctor. That, Go to this doctor. Yeah, You'll and they had their own doctors, <gasps> and they would get these diagnoses so that then they could get more money. Did. <laughs> 
the money go to special education? No. Almost never. Like, <laughs> so little of the new money that they were, they just saw it as a giant cash grab. All we have to do is lie about something horrible. <laughs> is be genuinely bad people oh, and lie no. and make our kids go to a doctor and be diagnosed with an issue that they do not have <laughs> and then look how much money our schools get holy shit it's just free money for the schools we'd be fools not to do it oh my god this story though Dan is a joke uh, uh, minefield Right? There are so many things I want to say that you just <laughs> cannot say. That means that oh. you, your brain is anti-Semitic, Frank. No, it's not anti-Semitic. Yeah. There's things you can't say about special, oh, about special <laughs> needs. Oh, my God. It's everything. <laughs> you are. It is anti-Semitic and... It's anti-special uh, special education. I keep, but Great. I keep my mind in check. I just, yes. I see where the jokes are. Sure, I know what they are. I just oh. go, oh, I can't say that one. There is ripe and plump, <laughs> low-hanging fruit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It is, We're showing it is, great restraint here. It is all around us. <laughs> but as Frank said, there's grenades inside. <laughs> it is it is explosive. No, uh, yes. Um, yeah, I think I made the only anti-Semitic joke we're allowed in the whole in the whole yeah. thing. And I but won't gross. I won't go near the other one. So gross, you yeah, guys. That's awful. It's what? so disgusting. <laughs> what and, what know, is the it, city doing? Are they going after him? I don't know. So this, Honestly, the story this just was broke, just a, basically. The, yeah, it was a, okay. it was a, an expose in the New York Times. Wow. I I we'll see if the city actually does anything, but god. It it if you don't want negative stereotypes, don't do the ugly things. No kidding. Anyway, don't blame all oh. the Jews for this. This is not a this is not a Jewish problem. It is a, a problem with these people yeah. in this community. Correct. And they really need to sort themselves out. Yes. All right. Well, Dan. Yes. Uh, I'm going to take us to a story about uh, an Iranian chess player. Wow. Oh. This is yeah. Um, oh, that's a, a, a yes. female. Iranian chess player. Oh, okay. Wait, I can can I can I guess what the story is going to be about? Um, as she, long as you haven't actually read it, she didn't put a hijab on the queen when she went into play. <laughs> no, no, oh, she okay. herself did not uh, wear a hijab. At, oh, okay. At, well, um, I knew, it was in the ballpark. Yeah, was the <laughs> she was playing, uh, uh, participating in an international. Uh, tournament in Kazakhstan, I want to say. These chess hotspot of Kazakhstan. <laughs> Kazakhstan. And she's she's ranked. Uh, she is a ranked player. Um, she's, uh, she's the 804th player in the world for chess, which you know what? Impressive. That's, imp that's impressive. Um, yeah. You've shown up on a list of people who play chess and you're good. You beat... Most everyone else in the world, right? There yeah. are billions of people that you could beat at this game. Anyway, yeah, so she, she, uh, it doesn't seem like she made a big deal about it, but the media picked up on it. And, <laughs> you know, there's, as they will. Yeah. So there are now photos of her around playing chess without a hijab on, which should be completely not a, not a story, right? right. <laughs> but of course, this is in the context. Of everything that's going on in Iran right now. And yeah, you can't be an Iranian woman without everyone going, what is she wearing on her head? Yeah. And people and, and women, Iranian women going out into the world because they're good at something, right? Right. Um, whether it's a sport or whatever. And now it's, it's to the point in Iran, it seems that wearing a hijab or not wearing a hijab is going to be a huge statement. Either one is a statement. Right. Like if yep. she'd shown up and was wearing a hijab, there probably would be stories about that, probably mainly in Iran. Um, but yeah, I like mean, the, yeah, you're you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah. as a as an Iranian woman at this point. I, I mean, you're really damned if you don't. Um, <laughs> well, 
Like yes. it's literally they're they're executing people in Iran for protesting right now. So well, and and also you know Allah will sentence you to an eternity in hell. <laughs> so there is that. Yeah, yeah. Another what do they have uh, something like it. But yeah, another uh, Iranian woman standing up for what's right. This thing in Iran, it keeps going. It, it is, who knows where it's going to go. But yeah, um, it is uh, inspiring to see these young people, because it's primarily a, a, a young movement, yeah. um, standing up. And the fact that like there are so many young men standing up with mm. the young women. It's really, really, really amazing. You know what it so. is? What's that? It's that TikTok. <laughs> it's changing the world. It, it, well, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And it probably also sucks to live under that regime and oh people God. are tired of it. So We need to we need to get folks out. Anyway, uh <clears throat> there you go. I'm 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 glad that uh that things are some things are happening. Yeah. To close us out, are you looking forward to Christmas, Frank? <laughs> Which Christmas are you talking about, Dan? Christmas, it's coming up. It's in like a week. <laughs> You're talking Did about you Orthodox Christmas? The, the Orthodox Christians, <laughs> or some of the... Or, here's the thing. Uh, up until the early ni- uh, 20th century, mm-hmm. Orthodox Christians ber- curmudgeonly legally, uh, stayed on the Julian calendar. <laughs> uh, did not switch to the Gregorian calendar because oh. a pope was the one who invented it. It was Pope oh Gregory... God. And so they they just grumpily stayed on the Julian calendar. Now, the problem with the Julian calendar is that it's a misestimation of how uh, of how much time there is in a uh, in an actual Earth orbit of the sun. Mm. So it gets wrong the amount of time uh, that it takes. And so the days keep shifting. Mm. They just over time. They move yeah. to different seasons, to different times of anyway. So uh, the, the Orthodox religions, uh, the Orthodox Christianity, the, uh, the, you know, everybody celebrated Christmas on the same day mm-hmm. at one point, and then Orthodox Christmas just started moving. <laughs> so now, or, or, uh, so Orthodox Christmas currently... For for the ones who stay, who continue to be on the Julian calendar, which only a few, a, a bunch of the Orthodox Christian uh, sects decided to update and change it, and and they still refuse to call it the Gregorian calendar, but then they they call it the revised Julian calendar, and they <laughs> and and anyway, how they could got this their, possibly be a thing in they the got world, their this world today in yeah. the twenty first century? <laughs> That's right. How could this but, possibly be a thing? So, so a few of them, you know, the Greeks are now on uh, uh, December twenty fifth. Oh, good, good, good. A few, you know, yeah. they're a pretty big uh, thing. So, some are on December twenty fifth. Some are on January seventh. Mm, yeah. Uh, well, a, a new group has shifted back to twenty the to December twenty fifth. Oh, and that is the Ukrainian Orthodox. Uh, oh, people, okay, who really are very, very motivated to n- be as much not like the Russian Orthodox Fair Christians enough. as they can possibly be. Fair so, enough. Uh, Russian Orthodoxy is one of the uh, the big holdouts for the uh, for the Julian calendar, mm. and therefore they celebrate on January seventh. Mm. By the way, uh, in less than a hundred years, it'll move to January eighth. Because wow. of the drift. You know, um, they're, I have to say, and I get, I, I completely understand their motivation, Dan. Um, <laughs> if you were in Russia and having to celebrate Christmas in winter, right, you would probably <laughs> want it to shift eventually to a nicer season. Right? Maybe maybe we, if we change it a little more, we could get it into spring. Can we get it, <laughs> if we push a little harder, yeah. they, I don't know. May, can we can we actually adjust to not the Julian calendar calendar, <laughs> but better calendar? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> can we get to March? Maybe April is like, best time. Yeah. They need they need to pick up the pace, like. A little bit with this yeah. takes a hundred years to get it a day, but like, yeah, 
I yeah, I don't know how long it takes to 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 gain a new day. I anyway, uh Ukrainians a little grumpy about the Russians lately. Yeah, fair enough. Uh and so so the uh some orthodox Ukrainians. So there's still Russian orthodox in Ukraine. Uh-huh. Uh although I think that they've been completely outlawed at this moment. Mm. Um mm-hmm. because uh because yeah, uh, they were funneling information back to Russia. Yeah. But Ukrainian Orthodox Christians are now sort of tentatively dipping their toes in uh, in the December Christmas territory, just to be just to separate themselves even from further. Russia. Yeah. Good for them. So there Welcome. you go. Welcome to the twenty uh, fifth, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope you had a good Christmas. <laughs> Plus, you get your presents before those filthy Russian kids get theirs, so Santa can. Uh, <laughs> So you know you know all the good stuff that's coming. Anyway, uh, listen, friends, if you would like to tell us what date you celebrate Christmas, please feel free to write into us or talk to us about any of the things we've talked about today on the show. Write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. We'd love to play it on the show. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. There's more show coming up. All right, Frank. Uh, mm-hmm. We I'm I'm gonna play for us a oh. a clip, um, some audio. We do this every week. <laughs> Today, you, last week we talked. We we played a clip. I try I try not to play the same person twice in a row. Right. Um, but I'm gonna. Last week we had Jonathan Shelley, um, sort of come upbeatly asking for more members as he was. Also talking about getting kicked out of his current strip mall and not having a location for his uh, for his church, right? Um, which did happen. No one will rent to them. No one will lease to them. That's delightful. Well, now he has. Uh, <laughs> it's just a message aimed directly at all of us, oh. uh, all us atheists, specifically calling out Hemant Meta. Um, of the friendly atheist, our a uh, 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 steadfast. Uh, <laughs> why did I call him that? He's a steadfast fast atheist, but I was literally looking at the word steadfast because that's preacher Jonathan Shelley's church. Uh-oh. He's a steadfast church. Anyway, he's got some words about us. I think he. I think he's got a good bead on on who we are. Oh, and what okay, we're good. about good, good, good. Social media has given rise to a lot rise to a lot of atheists. Because it's the, pers- pers- it's the perfect vacuum for them to get up and just blow their mouth about nonsense. And they just keep gaining more stupid, lazy followers like them that have nothing to do. You know, people like Hamet Meta, the stupid atheist that has nothing to live for, has no skills, no talent, and just simply wants to just blow his mouth off and curse God. And, of course, he only has a following because there's a bunch of other idiots that follow him. I mean, the guy is scum. He doesn't contribute anything to society. All he does is just blow off his mouth and say foolish nonsense. He's not helping families. He's not helping young people. He's not encouraging marriage. He's not helping people work hard. All he does is just attack churches. He's not building a church. You know, and the stupid thing about atheism is if atheism, atheism was even true, the worst thing you could ever do is convince everybody else that atheism is true. Because the only thing holding back everybody from killing you and raping you and doing everything else is their belief in Christianity. The problem is you don't have a superior life. You have nothing to show for it. I mean, where is Met Meta's all his wonderful children that he has modeled for us? Where is this, you know, where's all the atheists that are raising families of 8, 10, 12 children to follow and carry on their name that are great contributors to society? Of course, when these atheists even have kids, they're t- typically even worse than them. Because they're raised by an atheist. And they typically have all kinds of serious issues, drug addiction, adultery, filled with all kinds of diseases, just morons, just destroying themselves. And if you're the exception to that, great. But, you know, virtually every atheist is destroying his entire life and lineage. Look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 1. Well, there you go. Oh, my. Damn. I'll tell you one thing he nailed about me. 
What's that? I am full of disease right now. <laughs> he got me on that one. Oh, and he's never been a, sick in a, a day in his life. I'm sure. Man. And just raising the most marvelous eight to nine children. Brood of children. Who are just Damn. The, <laughs> the, the finest people in the world, I'm sure. Because. Yeah. Yeah, th- that, never. That, uh, there's no children in any Christian sect with drug problems, or no, you never. Know. Well, certainly it, not. Certainly not the preacher's kid. The preacher's <laughs> kid doesn't. They they're the ones that always turn out perfect. So uh, it's a great great strategy too. Like just have tons of kids so you can pay t- <laughs> pay them right? a lot of attention each. Make right. Make sure they don't slip yeah. through the cracks. It worked well, like it, it, it's a guarantee. It worked so well for the Duggars. I mean, look oh, at them. Yeah. Nothing bad happened yeah, with any great. of them. Uh, so like, you unless know. you're staffing a farm, there is no reason <laughs> to have that many kids. Oh my God. <laughs> it is, like everything you said, it just keeps getting stupider and stupider. <laughs> it, wow. Although he does have Hemant on the fact, I, I don't know if Hemant has kids, mm. but I'm guessing he probably doesn't have 12. Mm hmm. So get your act together, Hemant. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, man. He's got our number for sure. All right. Well, speaking of uh, godless heathens, we had some folks, some uh, some horrible people write into us. Our listeners uh, <laughs> wrote into us, called into us. Uh, yeah. Naomi wrote in. Hey, Frank and Dan. I love your show and have been listening for about a year now. Uh, I'm writing to see if you have any advice for me. Uh-oh. She says someone's asking us for advice again, Frank. It's, it's like they don't know who we are. All right. Uh, all advice is, is given with a whole caseloads of salt. A, a lot's wife worth of salt. Take it with, a gr- with that much right. salt. Uh, sorry. I'm writing to see if you have any ad- advice for me on how to deal with a Christmas present that my Christian parents gave to me and my husband, hmm. who are both atheists. Hmm. They gave us a gift, uh, oh, sorry, a gift certificate to the Family Life Marriage Weekend to remember. Oh, God. <laughs> In case you don't know what that is, it is a marriage I conference run. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, if a picture didn't flash into everybody's mind, you are luckier than I am, because I think I've got an entirely accurate uh image in my head uh or you know an idea of what this is Uh, i think i know exactly what it is but let's Um, hear what it is yeah it is a marriage conference run by family life a christian organization where they have large christian focused meeting uh sessions on how to improve your marriage by using the bible as a reference cue the eye rolls yeah my question is should we go our immediate reaction was hell no, but then we were thinking it might be interesting and fun to go, but wear pride t-shirts and atheist merchandise. We also don't want to offend my parents, who are very caring and wonderful people, uh, by throwing away a present that probably cost them a good amount of money. Uh, yeah. Thanks for your insight and help. Well, um, here's the deal. If you, like, I would do never... Do not go to this thing. No, 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 no. No. Do not go to this thing. <laughs> no. The, just because it's wasting their money doesn't mean it needs to waste your time. It, oh, I, my God. I can't imagine how. Frank, you and I have gone oh, to damn. certain events and certain places just for the sake of this show. Mm-hmm. It's n- like I I always go thinking, oh, this will probably be funny. This will probably be uh, like it'll be good for a laugh at least. It's not. See, it's, I, yeah, I it's totally just 100% uh, support them in the sick desire to go to it and to be, and because like, you know, they already have the idea to wear the, the sub, to be a little subversive, right? And go and have a little bit of fun with the thing. Yeah. They don't have to stay, right? Like any longer than they want to. And it's just, it's like, if they have the inclination to go and do that, because I would say for me, absolutely not. I'm not going to this thing. But the moment I heard that they're like playing around with the idea, I'm like more power to you. Like you want to go, go and report back. I'd love to hear some stories about Uh, this thing. Right. I, I I say no. And here's why. (laughs) 
Here's here's what because a you're going to feel just like yeah, I get it. You want to go and fuck with people and make them feel weird and whatever. No. You're just going to be ostracized. You're going to be passive aggressive at and possibly aggressive aggressive at uh you're it's just it's it's just not going to be fun. Like it feels like it's like the idea seems fun and funny and it's just going to end up being miserable. And even if it's not, here's what it's not going to be. I'll tell you what it's never going to be. Useful for your marriage. But that's, that's the one that's thing that we know be going. That's literally like I understand that. But here so okay. Frank, you've given your your take. I'm not going to dispute it. That is one way to go. My take is don't go to this thing. And if your parents ask you about it, I say that that is an opportunity to have a gentle discussion with them that says something along the lines of, no, mom, we didn't go to the thing because it's, you know that that was not for us. We've told you who we are and we felt a little, honestly, we felt a little dishonored that you got something that, that doesn't honor our beliefs and that tries to foist your beliefs on us. Now, yeah. I know you didn't mean any offense by it, but you should know that you're the one, you know, we didn't do something that was offensive to you. You did something that was offensive to us. And you should know that. We're not mad. <laughs> Dan, Dan, like, uh, you're, you're, I know you always have like an impulse toward healthy relationships. Um, <laughs> that is the best beginning of a, what a, of a Dan, you're an idiot that I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but Look, Dan, I understand that you believe in, <laughs> but if you gave me that advice after my parents had done something similar, I would just be like, you don't know my parents. Well, look, I don't know anybody's parents. Yeah. So Naomi has to make their, their own decision. Right, and, right. But I, it sounds like it's actually a warm relationship yeah, and might yeah. be worth setting a boundary in that relationship. <laughs> However you do it. Anyway. Or, go, or, or just go fuck around and have a good time. I'm, right. I'm with you on that one. Or sell the damn tickets on mm. you know the internet and you make some be money able to off scalp of them. Go buy something that you want. That's not a bad idea. But if yeah, it's scalpable in some if way. If it's scalpable, scalp, scalp <laughs> like the wind. <laughs> Let some Christian person go and ruin their marriage. Oh golly, no kidding. Okay. Uh, we had a voicemail, did we not? We do. Indeed, Dan. Um, couple, we actually, actually have a couple. Um, the first one that I want to play is a listener um, sharing how uh, he deals with the holidays and his kids. Oh, okay. Hi, Frank and Dan. This is Jake in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I was just listening to your podcast talking about the holiday spirit and Christmas. Um, I was raised Jewish and I'm married to a lady that was raised Catholic and we have two kids and we have a lot of fun around Christmas and we light the Hanukkah candles and do all that stuff, but uh, no prayers, keep God out of it. So we're doing our part to get Christ out of Christmas. But I also wanted to point out one thing I've done with my kids is I've always explained that Santa's make-believe and fun. And uh, I use that as an opportunity to explain that there's also adults that um, enjoy pretending their whole lives about Jesus and God and those types of beliefs. So I use it as a chance to sort of equate Santa, the Easter Bunny, and all that stuff with religious beliefs so that they have that in their mind. But I always just do it in a fun way, uh, make the holidays fun. So anyway, Happy New Year, guys. Oh, Jake, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Dear, your kid is going to get sent home from school at some point <laughs> for uh, for hurting a teacher's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's some. Yeah, <laughs> I think no, it's amazing. Oh, that's not true. That's like that's like Santa. Those aren't. 
Okay, well, now you've given away that Santa's not real and Jesus isn't real to all of the children. No, <laughs> no I totally get it. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's great. <clears throat> but uh, yeah. what, what, here's the truth. The truth is that the big shock that is now going to happen isn't going to be that Santa's not real for your kids. The shock is going to be, wait a minute, dad was lying. These grownups actually believe this Jesus crap. They're not pretending. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They actually believe it. Yeah. That's going to be the problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is from Ty. Ty sent us this. Uh, Ty says, hi, Frank and Dan. Here's a story for you. Uh, I actually wrote into you guys about four or five years ago and told you about my wife, who was Mormon, uh, mainly because that is what she grew up with. And it was what was expected of her. Uh, she didn't have a strong testimony or even a real testimony. That's such Mormon speak. Uh, she didn't have a strong testimony or even a real understanding of what the church believed. Anytime I would try pointing out any flaws with the church, she would just get frustrated and mad, but didn't uh, help her get out of the church. Hmm. I have never been Mormon. I grew up Catholic, left the church about 11 years ago. But I went to church with her and our kids to be supportive. Uh, a lot of people at, ch at church had no idea I wasn't a member. Hmm. 2020 was the turning point for us, as I'm sure it was for many others. We had an excuse to not go to church and realized it's really nice and never went back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> Almost all of the people we liked at church also got out and they formed a support group. Oh, that's uh, A awesome. Facebook group. Have meetups at coffee shops and wineries that's, and sharing their stories. That's great. I think it's really cool and wish more people uh, had that kind of support when leaving religion. Mm. Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing that the pandemic gave the timing or provided the timing, right? Yeah. To, for, for people just to, to go through it at the same time, right? To come yeah. to the same conclusion. Everybody's kind of processing, coming up, coming to the same conclusion of like, why are we still doing this? Right. Yeah. And then they make it official and there's a bunch of other people. Oh, God, lucky ducks. Yeah. Right. Having other people processing it at the same, at the same time. I got to say, you know, we may have other listeners who don't know, you know, who have had the same experience, but mm -hmm. don't know that there are groups out there that exist. Yeah. Poke around a bit. Yeah. You might be surprised. Yeah. That's cause, great. uh, cause yeah, I mean, a lot of people didn't go to their church, whether it be Mormon or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, for like a year, because <laughs> if you skip three weeks of church, it doesn't sink in. Right. But if you skip a few months of church and then a few, and then, you know, half a year of church, mm -hmm. suddenly you start to go, hang on. Do you know what happened? <laughs> My life got better. Sundays became way less shitty. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have another voicemail. We do, uh, from a listener who points out that there are legitimate reasons to, to not like Christmas. Aha. Uh -huh. All right. Let's hear it. Hi guys. Um, I was listening to this week's episode right before Christmas, uh, the discussion at the end talking about, um, cures for humbuggery. I think it's important that we make space for people who have real, like, sincere, like, traumas around the holidays because that's not a small number of people, I think. I mean, speaking for myself, I'm trying to come to a place where I just don't ruin it for everybody else. It's December 22nd, and I'm trying to make myself put up the Christmas tree in the living room for my disabled mother because she really needs that Christmas tree to make it through December. And I really can't stand to have to interact with it to actually do the thing because of our, our injuries conflicting with each other. Um, it's okay to not like Christmas. Um, find your own thing. Make your own peace. And I just try not to ruin it for other people. Well, thank you so much for that call. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, if that doesn't convince everyone that, like, don't foist whatever your 
shit is. Yeah. Like it's yes, it's it's important not to try to yuck other people's yums, and I appreciate that. <laughs> but also, don't try to yum other people's yucks. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty important too. There's such a thing as toxic positivity, mm. uh, and uh, and we don't need any toxicity. We don't need toxic ne- negativity, and we don't need to- need toxic positivity. Let's all just be gentle with each other. Mm-hmm. Let's all just make space. For everybody's thing. Mm-hmm. If you love Christmas and it's your favorite, great. Don't force it on anybody. Don't try to make anybody else marry. And if you hate Christmas, you know, if you hate Christmas and it's hard for you and you've got, you know, you've got trauma surrounding it and whatever, great. Yeah. But also don't try to tell anybody that they're being shitheads for celebrating. Right. Let's all just make that space. Yeah. I love it. That's exactly right. And be ready to be surprised by somebody's request, right? Yeah. Like, because sometimes it's in that reaction, right? That moment of like, like, because like trauma around the holidays, right? Like, yeah, what, some people what can't you, even imagine. What such are you a talking day. about? <laughs> it's right? the most glorious <laughs> time of the year. Um, There's a whole song about how it's the most wonderful time of the year. We, it's a song. Right. Just be ready to, to oh, all right, yeah, we don't have to do that. Yeah, you know, take it in, yep. process it, and then look. You don't have to celebrate all of your things with all of your people. Exactly, you can celebrate it with yep. the people that celebrate and go and uh, you know do something else with the people who don't. Yeah, it's it's not that hard. Yeah. Uh, one last email from Steve, friend of the show, Steve, who says hi, Frank and Dan. Uh, regarding last week's segment on countries where free thought ain't, mm. uh, secular rescue a program of the Center for Inquiry, literally helps safely secure writers, bloggers, publishers, and activists who find themselves in mortal danger Mm. where apostasy uh, is a capital offense. Some listeners might deem them worthy of a buck or two. And I think that that's a great idea. Mm. Go and Google them. And and if you think it's a good idea, shoot a few bucks their way. I think that's a fantastic Say the name one more time. It's called... Secular Rescue, and I, their URL is secular-rescue.org. Nice. Uh, and that that sounds like uh, an actual need out there in the world. Yeah. So I'm uh, I'm supportive of that. Well, Frank, we have some folks to thank. We do indeed. Uh, and I'm going to launch us off. Uh, so Casey is a new... Uh, it, th- these are people that gave over on PayPal... If you go to, if you want to give us money, and you should, you go to thankgodimatheist.com and you click on the support us thing. Now, what may be confusing for some, and we're going to work on this, but what may be confusing for some is that the Patreon link kind of looks like it's a it's a an ad mm. on, on, on the side of the page. Yeah. And then the PayPal links look like links. Anyway, all of it is places that you should be looking. So don't be confused by that. If you want to be a patron over on Patreon, because there's a couple of little extras, if you, you know, you can get the Frank and Dan diaries, etc. Then you click on the, the banner ad on the side of the page. If you want to give a one-time donation or you'd rather do monthly rather than uh, per episode, then you can go to PayPal. That's how it all breaks down. Yeah. So these are PayPal people. Uh, Casey gave us a one-time donation. We're going to give Casey uh, the rank of teacher uh, in terms of uh, the magic powers that we dole out. Thank you so much, Casey. We have a new uh, a new deacon in Soraya. I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Thank you so much. Timothy is now a new teacher. Oh, so yeah. these are and like I say, you know, we, these names don't sound that fancy: teacher, deacon, whatever. Oh, no. You get powers, my friend. (laughs) You get priesthood powers. Um, And also thanks to Ron, who is now a... uh, Give me one of the things that's in the Melchizedek priesthood, Frank. Uh, An elder? Yes. Okay. Uh, Ron, who gave us a a very generous one-time donation. Uh, You are now an elder. Wait, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh, yes. Philida gave us a one-time donation. Philida, who, who is a supporter uh, 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 over on Patreon, but just decided to kick a few extra bucks our, our way. Thank you so much. Oh, sh- you- she's a 70 then. 
Yeah, you're you are now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's not you even. Now, you you're can now get an apostle. On, you know, you can't even get that on Patreon. That, We're not even that, offering a seventy. That's right. <laughs> all, right uh, all right, and, well, and we have some new patrons. We today. do, Dan. Uh, we have two new patrons. Uh, uh, there's Mich- Michelle, uh, who's a new teacher. Wow, thanks, Michelle. And uh, I fucking love you guys. Is oh. a new teacher as well. So thank oh, you. We fucking love you back. Thank you so much. <laughs> so thank you to the both of you. And as always, Dan, uh, we have our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Davis. More show coming up. Dan, oh Dan, Dan. Tragedy! Oh, such a tragedy sad. has struck. <laughs> such a sad time, Dan. Oh. <laughs> a very old man has died. <gasps> oh, my favorite of all of the Pope Benedicts, um, Pope <laughs> yeah. Benedict the Sixteenth. May there undeniably never... the best Pope Benedict there has ever been. <laughs> may there never be another Pope Benedict. Was he the first? Was he the only Pope Benedict? No, he's the sixteenth. Oh, okay. That's why. That's where the joke yeah. was. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, I guess I probably should have let. I'm it. thinking of Francis, who Fran- he's the first Pope Francis, so he's the only undeniably best Pope oh, Francis. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, yeah. So last week, Pope Francis, like he was getting concerned for his good friend, uh, Pope Benedict, <laughs> who he probably doesn't like at all, <laughs> and he asked the world to please pray, please everybody. Let's save Benedict's life through prayer. Uh, he's an old man, and uh, if nothing else, he he probably would like to just know that you're thinking about him. Nope, God was having nothing of it, and uh, has took young Pope Benedict the sixteenth before his time. I'm afraid, ninety five um, years young. He had many more screeds to write in his life uh, about the liberalization of the church and the homosexuals and the need yeah. for, for bishops to, to, to stay celibate. Yeah. He's, in theory. Um, right. And, uh, and you know, the need to like protect these poor, poor priests as they're being accused. F- so, so oftenly accused of, uh, of, of horrible, horrible things. He just can't believe it. He well, can't believe a priest in, in, would because ever in his, do anything in his to day, a child. In his day, a little bit of pedophilia was just one of the perks of the gig. Well, you I... Didn't, you just don't talk about it. You just keep it down <laughs> on the down low. You don't talk about it. That's how we did it. Well, somehow we missed this, Dan. I'm pretty sure we did not talk about this on the show. Uh, in April of 2019, Benedict dis- actually discussed the sex abuse crisis in a public letter uh, claiming that it was caused in part by the sexual revolution of the 1960s. Of course. And the liberalization of the church's moral teachings. That's what <laughs> led these priests. That was the problem. To that was the real abuse, problem. sexually abuse children. That's what. The, the second a lady burned a bra <laughs> or whatever. The first, first pedophilic priest. Yeah. It had never happened before then. <laughs> yeah. It had just never happened. Absolutely. Here's clueless. here's what I'm fascinated by. Because mm-hmm. technically, he's not the Pope. Right. But he is the Pope Emeritus. Mm. I and the thing is, there is no look, when a Pope dies, yeah. When a sitting Pope dies, which is kind of all we've had for five hundred years, there are there's a whole litany of of rites and rituals mm. that happen there's and it's all spelled out it it's known yeah. they do all the things you know they bonk his head with a hammer or whatever oh, yeah. they do yeah i don't know that they actually i don't know if they actually do that but dan brown says they do i don't know <laughs> anyway there's there's just a whole bunch of like things that you do mm-hmm. uh when the pope dies but nobody knows what you do when the Pope Emeritus dies, like the Pope's alive, yeah. but the Pope has died. Yeah. Oh, boy. Do they have to elect a new Pope Emeritus now? They- <laughs> I think they should. <laughs> Go into conclave. <laughs> Everyone to conclave. We have to have a new Pope Emeritus. 
so yeah, like it like a pope dies, but they don't get a lot of the fun stuff. The smoke, we don't get to know what color smoke's gonna oh happen. Oh my god, I know. I know. There's a whole bunch of shit we just don't get to know. <laughs> we don't get to have it. I'll tell you this. Two months ago, if this had happened a month ago, I'm in Rome. Oh man, Dan. Could Why you didn't I get to be there? Oh. I mean, it would be it would have been like here's the question. Okay, Frank, you're in Rome. Mm-hmm. The Pope dies. Yeah. Do you try to go? Yeah. To the Vatican. I mean, get near it, don't you? Yeah, I think you gotta just to here's see the, thing. the 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 all the crazy coming out, all the madness. It's a festival. It's a crazy. It's a, it kind of is it's a crazy crazy time in Rome, and especially St. Peter's Square. People, people like the last. So the last time a Pope died, which mm-hmm. what was that? John Paul II? Yeah. A while uh, ago. A while ago. Yeah. People were camping out mm-hmm. like overnight to stand in the line to go and sort of look at him just lying in state in the Basilica in St. Peter's. Yeah, I don't get that. Just like the Queen. I don't get it. I don't know. There's something about like like Here's the thing. If I were, if if I could do it, if I had the time, and if I wasn't going to lose out on a bunch of stuff, it might. It, that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I saw the dead pope. I don't know, like, <laughs> like everyone who goes to Rome is like, I saw the Pantheon, I saw the Colosseum. But how many people are like, yeah, I literally like witnessed with my eyeballs a dead pope. Unless, it's just a different yeah. story. It's just a different story you get to tell. I mean, maybe if they let everyone have a hammer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pass it out. Pass, everybody take a bang. Yeah. You walk by a little knock, knock. I like it. That's, I like that it. should be the tradition. Now you're thinking. <laughs> Although if it, if I know the Catholic church, you got to pay extra. Oh, That's going to cost you. That one's going to be expensive. No, you want worth it. You hundred percent worth it, but uh, it's going to cost you. You want to just knock off your own little relic, right? You gonna? Yeah, I got, I got Pope Benedict's finger. I got, I got, I got a chip of skull. Oh God, <laughs> little skull chip. Uh, I'll sell it to you. Like th- this goes to the highest, uh, to the highest cathedral bidder. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Yep. Here's a question. Here's a question for you. Uh, they all do. But does this pope get uh, get sainted? And if so, when? How long? I, I don't think I don't think Francis has it in him to uh, no. to uh, to to what do they call it? Not beatify. To. Uh. Uh, uh, canonize no god yeah, damn it the word's not coming Isn't it anyway they uh they i don't i don't think francis has it in him to uh to make this guy a saint i think it's the the probably the dude after francis i don't know i think it's good this one's got to sit for a minute also, i hope so also because like nobody in the world wants this guy showing up and healing their knee or something right like there is, you know, no, here's no, what happens. Like, nobody's here's, praying here's, for it, Benedict to help them out of a tight spot, right? Here are the miracles that Benedict is going to perform. Because, you know, the saint, in order to be a saint, mm-hmm. you got to have performed some miracles. Yeah. There are verif- you got to have verified miracles. Benedict's verified miracles are going to be like, my kid was saying he was gay, and then I prayed to St. Benedict, <laughs> and Benedict came and ungayed my boy. <sighs> And gave me a lovely <laughs> pair of Prada slippers. <laughs> I, you know what? Um, my kid was was accusing our priest of being uh, uh, of doing horrible things to him. But I prayed to Pope Benedict, and now my kid is recanting his testimony. <laughs> Praise Jesus! It's a miracle. Uh, and he left me these wonderful Prada slippers. <laughs> That's his I, calling card. I think you're thinking of Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> no, his his calling card are the Prada slippers, right? I like, love it. That's how you, that's how you know. That's how the that's how they actually confirm <laughs> that it was Benedict that performed the miracle. The is miracle. he is he leaves a he leaves a slipper. He leaves a oh it it's just it is a combination of a saint, 
uh, of Santa Claus and of Cinderella. It's of, like yeah. He, yeah. He, he rolls them all into one. It's it, it's a look. It's a good time for everybody. <laughs> a, a good time yeah. was had by all. Yeah, that's how. Now that now that Benny, that's how you actually pick the next Pope Emeritus. Is you have to go and find the the cardinal whose foot fits into the slipper. <laughs> He was very petite. He was a very petite man. He was a, he was he had, a petite. He was a, a size, he had, he had size very, three foot, you know. He had very stern German feet. They were very... <laughs> you have to... Oh, golly. You have to match the sternness of it. I'm guessing he had very... There was a rigidity to that Benedictine foot. Well, they were very short, but very wide. And angry. <laughs> There's just something angry about his feet. Uh, I'm guessing that there were toenail mm, oh, uh, real indentations in the front of those Probably slippers. claws is what I Claws. Yeah. 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 And that's how we get Santa Claus. <laughs> Shit. Um, I, yeah. I, so go out and uh, celebrate in the traditional way. Uh, make yourself some eggs Benedict. <laughs> and... Uh, and, uh, you know, cross yourself three times, say to our fathers mm. and five. No, no, not that stuff. Fuck yous. And yeah, yeah. But I do oh. like the idea of some Eggs Benedict. That's going to be a tradition now. December 31st from here on out is Eggs Benedict Day. Is Eggs Benedict uh, to, in, in honor of, as a, as a fuck eulogy <laughs> to, uh, yes. to the, the Pope Emeritus. All righty. All right. Well, uh, listen, if you would like to tell us about your experience seeing a dead pope or about anything else, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 8442. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist, and click the like button. Or join one of our members only lounges. You actually don't have to be a member of anything except the lounge. Yeah. Um, go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.